Okay, good morning. Continuing our series in Seder Talshlus, we're middle of the, well, we're coming to the end of the 10 Svitas. So last week I did Yusayid, and now I want to move to Malchus. But a few notes before I go into specifics. I'm reading the Geras HaKedus Simen Tazvov, which I was quoting in the last few classes, where the Rebbe, Alter Rebbe goes through the Svitas, the Midas, from Chesed through uh, Yusayid, and we quoted it, I cited it. So, just to give full context, and also some details that I didn't point out when we first learned it, is that even though it's true that the Alter Rebbe, the Ksavyat is Nishim Chaser, so we don't have a description of Hoid separate from Netzach. It's only Netzach and Hoid come together as the Klei Yisrael says, as the advisors essentially that, um, that use their discretion in how the hashpa, how the transmission should take place. But if you look further in the, in the Patek, when he talks in the Nimshal, how it comes down, remember all this was a muscle between a Mashpi and a Kabul. That the Midas, Chesed is the flow, Gvura is the Midas Agur, the Samson Mil Hashpia, Teferis was the Midim Mutsas that combines the both. Netzach and Haid is how the actual Hashpa is transmitted, the fee according to the containers of the, of the student or the child. And then Yesod is the Iskashus of the Av and Benoi that he's completely connected to him. It's not a superficial transmission. It's completely dedicated and devoted. And, um, and that's why it's much more possible that the student or the child will understand the idea. So this is all in the motion. Then the Alter Rebbe continues, it's, I think, good to have the context, that he midas Elohim chinis chitzen yeshe benefesh. Ubeteichem lubashes midas primis, sheim b'chinis ava v'yira. So he continues, he continues and goes back to Chesed and Gvura, or what he calls Ava Vira, So Al-Tareb himself is adding some pieces to the Midas themselves, and I thought it's worthwhile just to review some of those details because it's in Tanya itself, and therefore quite Yusaydistic. So in other words, he's going back in the beginning of the Patek, or in the beginning of the section where he starts with the Midas, he just talks about Chesed and Gvura as Hashpah, and Gvura Tzimtzum. But then, once he's introduced the Moshal of the Av and the Ben, or the Av and the, 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 the Mashpia and the Makabal, the son, the father and the child, he's going back and saying that that is the Panimias that drives the whole Hashpah in the first place. In other words, Netzach Heid Yisaid is, uh, is vital in the actual Hashpah, as he put it, at the bottom of, uh, the, uh, the bottom of page Kuf Chabez Aleph, where he said that during the Ashpa itself, you need to have Netzacheid and Yusayid for the Ashpa itself. But remember, if there's no Ava Viyira in the beginning, in the first place, there's no Ashpa altogether. So it doesn't start with Netzacheid Yusayid, it starts with Ava Viyira, what he calls, the Alter Rebbe calls, Pnimius, Milbashas Mides Pnimius. Then, and what is it in the Moshul? That Ava Mashpia, due to his love, he's Mashpia. And why does he meet Samson his Ashpa? Also because of his concern that So therefore there's Mipach Devi 
Because if the ashpa is too strong, it could also spoil the child or spoil the, the, the student. Then he goes on and says, This is from Chabad Shabbanafsheh. So you see, the Alter Rebbe is covering now all the ten spheres. So obviously it fits into our series here that we're talking about all the ten spheres because it's all driven by Chabad Shabbanafsheh. And he goes on to explain it with, in specific, Moshe again of Ashpa of a, of a, of a Godel Tarkotten. Okay, um, now, just going further with it, one second. And he calls that, the Alter Rebbe then continues, Hurak al derech Moshe, Levad, ki calls that, benefesh ha-sichlis ha-tachtene sheba-odam ha-ba-meklipesnega. So all this is speaking literally about human beings. He's talking about a father, a son, a mashpia, a mekabel, and all the details. Not just, in other words, in how it is, but it's basically in the world of the nefesh abamis. It's also, So in other words, whatever we learned in the Moshel of how a father communicates and educates his child, is also also applies above but there the focus is completely to Hashem so in other words now we're talking about how the Midas are let's say in Atsilus. he doesn't say that specifically but he said so here's interesting that he, the Chayda in, in the Moshal, it's the Ava of the father to the son. It's not the son to the father. Here he's talking about Navedis Hashem, that the Neshama has Ava and Yira and uh, Teferis and so on. So therefore, it's due to the love that he wants to attach. Wants to therefore also. Uh, essentially, Gvura is the other side of, of love. And when you love something, then also you don't love, you dislike, and you would punish. And, and it doesn't necessarily mean physical punishment, but it means you would be more severe, din, to anything that's hepachavelikus. And also, Gvura, he says, Lizgabar al Yitzre, Ulikadish Asasme, Bumutale. Ulasi is Gedder Visioglatere, Mipne Pachadashem, Biyodose, Penyovi Lidechet Chazushal. So now he's touching the Svidas in the Vedas Hashem. Before, it was in Hashpa. And as we've been discussing in every class I've been emphasizing, I was emphasizing that we have two things here, or more than two, but one is in the way the Ebrister creates the world, he uses these Svidas, or in general, the whole Sedish Tashlus. And there's also in Aveda, it's how we connect to the Ebrister through these Svidas. So now, this part of connection is now coming into play. Till now, the first part of the Geras HaKedish was more how the, how the Ashpa takes place. And you need everything from Chesed all the way to Yesod. We'll get to Malchus shortly. And now he's talking about Navedis Hashem. So there's the Avas Hashem, there's the Yiris Hashem, or all the details in Gvura, and then that goes to Teferis. V'chein l'foyer es Hashem. V'teirosi b'chom mine pe'er. So now we're talking about exalting godliness, which is the, the mid of Teferes, beauty, beautifying, and essentially not just love and awe, uh, love and reverence, but the fire, like we say in Pesukah de Zimra, especially in Bechal and Davening, 
When we mishabeach the Ebeshter, all, all, all the Amidah Shvachim, why are we mishabeach the Ebeshter? God doesn't need our uh, compliments or our um, flattery. So Chassidus explains, like he says here, because that's the way we connect. We're bringing Begili, the Milas of Elokuz, the Midas of the Ebeshter, into our lives. Just like when we say, you should have a mezuzah no, or a sefer no. Why, why does it have to be beautiful? The Ebeshter needs it to be beautiful. Because in our world, beauty signifies something that is special. Like the Rambam says, the end of Hilchas Tmur, is it, I think? That more mitzvahs have to be done the most beautiful way possible. Because it shows that it's a priority. It's not just a, you do it, you do it ex- externally. It means you, be, you beautify things that you hold precious. So the best way to show that God is precious in your life is being mishabeach, saying that Ebeshter has this quality and that quality. So he says, Bechol minei peel, Okay. Then comes Nesach. So earlier he spoke about in Hashpa that the father will do whatever is possible. In other in Hashpa, if there's anything that's an obstacle, the Mashpia, in this case, the father will overcome the obstacle. In other words, he won't retreat. He'll take on the challenge. And Aved Hashem is the same idea, literally the same Lashon, that the stand, Neged kol meneyem Aved Hashem l'dovka boy. V'neged kol meneyel meliyas kovid Hashem meleyi as kol ha'oretz, ki mochamas Hashem asher nilchem dovid al-melech olav ha-sholem, v'chein l'ishtach v'ne... That's Netzach. So you see here spelling out Netzach, Again, in Avedis Hashem Mamatla Maila, which means that we not just have Ave Yira and Teferis, Ave Chesed Gvura Teferis, but also when there's an obstacle, Netzach comes into play to stand up against any challenge, and that explains the wars that Dovid HaMelech fought and so on. What about Yehoid? So here, and not in the language of Kleisiyetzis. So I neglected to mention it, but the truth is from this you can now go back and derive what Hoyd means in Hashpah as well. So what does he say? He says like this. So now it's a bitl, basically. So Hoyd here is bitl. The bitl of the shtach was latest Lashem, the bitl because we sense and feel that we're completely shalei berach. Everything's bottle mitzias, so kulei kamei, everything is nullified in the presence of God. Ayin ve'efes mamish. So what's the midah that it evokes when you feel that? Hoid, heidah, as we discussed. So though he didn't mention heidah in the Mosul, because as I said, ksav yad nirshem chaser, maybe you could say, maybe, that the, the mashpiyat in the Kabul needs a bitl too. The bitl that he p- applies instead of focusing on himself and his learning to apply himself to go down to the student. So even though Yisod is the iskashus, but Hoyt can be the bitl. It's possible. It's not mamish the same thing, but uh, at least we have now the language of Hedah in regard to Avedis Hashem. Okay. And he continues on. We don't understand it, because obviously that's why we're Shalei Berach. We're completely distant. Nevertheless, Afal became Meidimanachmu, Heida. Meidimanachmu, Beheida, Amitis, Shekenu, Beemes, Lamite. 
So we've made it. So the Hidah, as I discussed when we learned about Hyd, when we discussed Hyd, like like Rashbi, Hyd it's about complete Hidah acknowledging something. Even if you don't understand it, you stand bottled, you stand nullified, or you suspend yourself in the presence of that. Another aspect of Hyd, he says, meaning also in Hyd is included, so in addition, it's also expressing gratitude, basically. Like we say, Moidani. So that's also part of Heida. So there we go, that's how it spelled out pretty much here in a Gersa cage. Now he goes to his side. So remember, your said is this kashus, as we discussed last week. His kashus, the connection between Mashpia and Makabal. So what's in Aveda? In Aveda, it's um, the the nafshe kshura b'Hashem kshura. Chay ha'chayim uladovka boy bedveka v'cheshika b'cheshig v'tainug nifla. Cheshig v'tainug nifla. So there you have the, all the six midas chesed through through Yisod in Aveda Hashem, all corresponding literally to the steps as he explained them in midas Adam in the Ashpa earlier. So with that, I wanted to just, I think it's a great way of summing up all the Midas. But now we have to move to Malchus. Now it's interesting, in the Moshul, the Alter Rebbe didn't bring Malchus. He stopped by Yisrael. That was the last thing we learned. Yeah. Then he moved from Chetzenius Hamidus to Primius Hamidus back to Avivir. And now he does start with, goes to Malchus. But Malchus now Vedas Hashem. So let's read inside the Geras HaKedosh. And then I'll do an, a bigger overview of Malchus. But I think since we're all learning in the Agarasa Kedesh already, might as well use this flow because it's, a, it's all in one context. Of course, Malchus has a lot more to it than just what Alter Rebbe says here. But this is a good beginning. So he says like this now. Ubemidis Malchus. So we said like this, just the Hemshech Halosh. So v'chein bemidis sadi yisayid elam, that we apply this midah of Yisayid, of Yiskashrus. V'chein... Um, I'm sorry, Midas Malchus. And now the final thing is the mid of Malchus. What is Malchus? The Kabbalah love El Malchuse, Vavidose, Kavedis call Evid La Dene, the Emo Beira, So he's teaching his Malchus like this. We know Kabbalah says Malchus Shemaim, to accept upon ourselves the yoke of Malchuse, God's kingship, leadership. Avedose and Aveda of the person. What, is, what does it mean to accept Malchus? How does it spell out in Aveda? So there's the Kabbalah Samalchus, and then there's Aveda, like a servant to his master that he serves, Be'emo Be'yidah. With Amen Yidah. So, so, right, so let's just stop for a moment and look and analyze this. So, in addition to what he said already about Amen Yidah before, about Gvura is also Amen Be'yidah. I think he used that Lushan even. There he said, Pachad Hashem V'yirose. Not Eim, but, but the same Teichen. But clearly here we're talking about in the context of Kabbalah's Malchus. There you could say it's Avedis Hashem, 
But you don't have this element of Kabbalah Salmach HaShamayim, which is a far deeper bittel, and which makes sense because it also followed Hoid and Yesod. And Hoid was Heida and bittel, and Yesod was Yiskashos to the Ebishter. So now Malchus is like the final step of a complete dedication, like an Evetan Odem Be'ema Be'yirim. So that's the way the Alter Rebbe teaches Malchus here. Now, you can speculate why the Alter Rebbe didn't say similarly in the Mashpia Makabal. But Pashtas, the reason is because there, with the Mashpia, there's no Indian of Malchus really. There's only Malchus of the Makabal. The Makabal is Makabal. That's what Malchus is. It's a Makabal. So that's Makabal Malchus is Baruch. And, in the, and the, in the concept of Ashpah, what, what kind of Malchus would the Av have when he's communicating with his son? But Pashtas, you could say that. But perhaps you can explore a deeper, but I'm not going to go into that right now because I've, I've never seen an explanation on that. But Papayal Al-Tareb only brings Malchus again in Avedis Hashem. Now, just as he brought earlier that all these Midas, all these six Midas, now seven Midas, I should say, with Malchus, are, what did he say before? That it's all Mokur Shadish is Mechabat Shabbat so just as it was earlier in, Avedis, in um, what he called Ba'odam Lamato, Nefesh HaSichlus HaTachtein Shiba'odam, same as Nefesh HaLikis, in Avedis also Chabad comes, and that's what the next section. So just, just for, to complete the Indian, let's just, I'll read a little, a few, a little more. Umokir V'Sheirish Kol Amidis. And what's the source and the root of all the Midis? The same Lashon he used again earlier. And he goes to Chabad, similar to what it says in Peri Gimel and Tanya. And then Bina is the Erech Verech of Emek and Binosei, Lahoven Dover Metech Dover. Ulohilid Masogazu tell the Seishain Midis Ava Vira Vishari Amidis, Shari Midis Hanildis Benefish Alekis, Hamaskelis, Umis Benenis, Bigdulis Hashem. So clearly, he's spelling out here that the Vedas Hashem of these Midis are an outgrowth, offspring essentially from the Meichin, Chochm and Bina. I don't think he refers to Das here. But it's interesting, just for the record, that this in a way f- fills in some of the things that Alter Rebbe did not state in Peter Gimel. If you read Peter Gimel in Tanya, he talks about Chochm and Bina. And then he talks about Chesed and Gvura and Teferis, he mentions, I believe. At least Chesed and Gvura. And then uh, he talks about Das. And there he says, Midis v'chol anfeho, and all its branches. So in a sense, a Gerasikadish tells him and Tezvov comes and tells us what those branches are. Netzachayid, you said, and then ultimately Malchus. So in many ways, the, the teichen of Peter Gimel is said here, but also with the addition of the other Midis. So if you ever want to have the whole complete picture, this like complements part of Peter Gimel. Okay, and there too, it's about the Nefesh Alikis, the Nefesh Alikis, the Kechus of the Nefesh Alikis, and so on. So here goes this bonus. So it's Okay, so here again, he says that, in other words, not just causing Yirei law, which is like more Vura. I was explaining the difference between Vura and Malchus. Malchus is Yirei Tato. But Pasha is the difference between Gvura and Malchus. Okay, let me see. And then, yes, he does bring Das. I correct myself. So okay, I explained the Skashus of Das is the Skashus in Seichel. His Skashus of Yesod is the Skashus in Midas. 
So they're not the same level. They both in Kava and Soi, as I explained last week. But Das is the Hiskashas, like he explains in Pedic uh, Gimel, the end of Pedic Gimel of Tanya. Um, okay, so he says like this. Okay, you need to have the Das, Keregim, and Soge, so that is Nele, that causes. Lachin Nikra Zivuk Bloshin Das, Lashin Iskashus, right? I'm just looking till the end and seeing if there's anything more. Okay, he talks about Das Ali and Das Tachin, but then at the end, he says that there's Pasha Lamad, Vyove Emeka Musli, they have one about Choves Abir. That the das is mechaba chokhmah bina, and then he says kumashi is bayabim kame, which bapashas means peder gimel and tanya. That's the end of peder simant tazvov in ageres akedish. Okay, so with that said, we have now the context of malchus within ageres akedish. So I want to go a little deeper into malchus, meaning more details of it, because you, any one of you have learned my morichs this, you know malchus plays a role in so many Maimorim, and there's so many different details in it that can get confusing. Some details don't seem to connect to each other. So I'll try to make a little seder in what Malchus is. Um, and I'll begin with I get a Sarkadish left off, so to speak. And that is, so we learned that it's Kabbalist Malchus. Word, very word Malchus means kingship, which is a, in a way a little strange when you think of it in, in Kirchus HaNefesh, in Midas Adam, because Chesed Gvurit Teferes Netzach Eid as we learned, is clearly a Midah, an emotion. What is Malchus? What is the Midah of a Malchus? Malchus seems more of a state, a state of Malchus, of a kingship. And Naveda Kabbalah says, Malchus Shemayim, Anosh Hashanah Kedeshet, Tamlichum Lealechem. Malchi is a Chenei Shefris. We crown God as a king. Achtoros HaMelech. What is the Midah in it? And, and who is Malchus referring to? Is it referring to Melech Malchem Lachem HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or is it referring to us? Because Chesed is not referring, even though in the Chesed and Atzilis is Chazdei Shal HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Gvud so therefore Malchus is also Malchus of the Ebeshter. But Navedus Hashem, Kabbalah Sel Malchus Shemayim, is we're accepting God's Malchus. So it's not a Malchus within us. Chesed Gvud HaTeferes Netzach Hedyeseid, Altareb explained what it is in a person especially in the context of Ashpah. But what's Malchus in, uh, in, in human life? So that's one thing that we need to address. In addition, well, you know what, let me address that before I go to anything else. So when I was uh, preparing the book I did on, it's called The Spiritual Guide to Counting the Omer, so which was a result of people asking me, what is the difference between, you know, every day of this 20, 49 days, we say chesed shabbat chesed, gvura shabbat chesed, tefer shabbat chesed. And then week two, chesed shabbat gvura, the gvura all the way to malchus shabbat malchus. So a few of them we know from learning chesedis, but most of the 49 are completely uh, cryptic. So what I did was, I started uh, researching it and asking around, and I found a lot of chesedis, can't say I found every one of the 49, but enough to be able to extrapolate and come up with a model. So I did a lot of research on how Sviris are used in Avedis Hashem in different Maimorim. And to be very honest, 
there's four or five ways at least that you can explain it. I would say even more, but I found those and I couldn't do a book on all four or five. So I chose one shita, so to speak. But I was looking for these, like this question, what is Malchus in Bidur? Remember, in Svidus Eimer, Malchus is part of Bidur Hamidus. Like when you mevada chesed, you look at your chesed, your, your state of how you love, how you give, whether it's ben adam l'chavere, ben adam Same thing with gvura. But what is Malchus? What's Malchus in Aveda? So to say suddenly we jump from midas adam ben adam l'chavere, what's Malchus ben adam l'chavere? So I looked. I was looking, and I found in a maimer from the Alter Rebbe, and then I saw in many other maimerim. You don't always notice it. But the Alter Rebbe teaches malchus midas hamalchus midas haremamus. That's the word midas haremamus. Now, of course, it seems obvious because malchus is an element of remamus. The king is a merishichme ma'ale gavreim kolam. He's merumam. And he's above, exalted, higher than the people. That's why we honor a king to the point of Melch Mochlal Kvede, Enkvede Mochel. Why? Because a king is in a higher status. Apichsid is the reason, it's not because he's a greater person, but because he has more bitl. The Samach Sadiq explains in Mitzvah Mine Melech. That is the bitl of the Melech. That's why David is Malchus. His Malchus is bitl, which we'll talk about more soon. So Malchus is bitl because he's bottle. That's why he's a melech. So therefore, we make a bracha when you see a melech. Not because of him, because he's a channel, essentially. That's a dugma. So a malchus is the Ebershu's mamshech, his midis amalchus on a melech. There's a sefer, a small quintus from Mitla Rebbe called Bad Kedish, where he actually wrote it in context of his arrest, and they were challenging whether he was, uh, whether he was a opponent of the czar. So he wrote a whole kuntus, which was a letter actually to the ministers, Apichsidis, the Midis HaMalchus, how great Midis HaMalchus is. And he talks about some of these uh, inyanim in Bad Kedish on a much deeper Chsidis uh, level, but they translated, I think, afterwards into Russian for the, for the, for the Russian uh, government. So bottom line is that Malchus is a, essentially a Melech Lamata, has elements of a Melech Lamayla, and interestingly, even a Melech Russia. You make a bracha even on a rasha. That's the din. Because the fact that he has power means that the Ebishta allows him to have power. I is a rasha, that's another discussion. But the fact is, his leadership or his ability to control is coming from a higher place, even if it's in Klippa. Just like you have Bilam, that's an alumazeh of Meshach, so you have Pare alumazeh of Meshach, of also Meshach. So you have Melech, a Melech, that can be a Melech of Klippa too. But Megalianenu, Malchus is Remus, so it's an exalted state. But what is that in Midas Adam? So basically, it comes down to the way I translate it, at least, and I, 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 I stand by it, is I use the word dignity. Every person in Midas Adam needs to have dignity, a certain sense of majesty, that each of us, like the Gemara says, that even our B'nai Melochim Heim, sometimes says Melochim Heim, Mamleches Kayanim V'Gay Kaddish. So what do we mean when we call Ayid? A person of Melech. It doesn't mean we're actually a king. We don't have the Dine Melech. There's no Hachtaras HaMelech. And there's no Kovid HaMelech the same way. But there's essential Kovid that every person deserves because they were created with Salam Alekim. And in Midas Adam, you have to feel dignified. You have to feel special. Not arrogant, but special. 
So you can have chesed, gvodet, teferes, netzach, hey, you say it, b'shlemus. Even if there's such a thing in, in, by human beings, shlemus. But beautiful chesed, beautiful gvodet, teferes, netzach, hey, you say it. But if you don't feel self-confidence, self-esteem, and a sense of that you are machuzdik, that you're special, that Ebishta put you here, and you're like a king or a queen, like we say, kfudabas melech pnima, and regarding a woman, or by a man in a melech, then there's a fundamental piece missing. Midas Adam. I'm not even talking about Adam le mokim now. So each of us needs a midah called malchus. And that's what the conclusion of all the seven midas is that the final midah is malchus. And I'm talking now specifically in the gather of a midah. I'm not talking now in the way the Ebishtas used malchus to create. We'll talk about other elements of malchus, but I wanted to speak about it first as a midah. And that's the birur on Svidah Seimer. What's the week of Malchus? The week of Malchus, the last week before Mount Teira, is working on where do you stand in that regard? In the words that the Rebbe uses often in that a person has to have an element of sense of self, not to be a skupah and which means a doormat. So Hoid we spoke about is Bittl. Malchus also has an element of Bittl, but the key thing is, bittel does not mean worthlessness. does not mean devaluation. De- 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 it doesn't mean you're shmata. You know, how many people have told me that when they you know, bring up the word bittel, such a yisaitzdik, a word, important word in chassidus, I have people that tell me today, shiva bochim, and girls and, and, and adults, they say, please don't use the word bittel anymore when I'm around. I said, why? Because bittel was always used to beat us up. We were in yeshiva, they say, say l'chaim, you're a shvans, you're a shmok, or whatever, I don't want to use these words, I'd rather use them. Or stronger words, you're a nobody, basically. Say l'chaim. In other words, it was used to be mevatl people, and make people feel worthless, which of course is the exact opposite of what healthy bittl is. That's not bittl, that's, that's actually abuse. So bittl can be used in an abusive way, and I just want to state it for the record. We're talking bittl here, one that strengthens you, not a bitl that demoralizes you. That idea, now you'll say, what about what it says in Tanya, be a and so on, that a person should yell at his nefesh abhamis. So first of all, that's yelling at yourself, not yelling at another person. It doesn't say in Tanya you should go around and tell people they're nobodies. It's, you know. Secondly, even in Tanya, that's not the first Pedic and Pedic Aleph in Tanya. After he speaks about Aveda on many levels, that we have a chelik alakam and mal mamish and all the milas that a person has, so then there's a pedic that talks about another etza, how to deal with the nefesh abamis is going wild, and sometimes you have to tame your animal. So there's context to it. It's not just that's not, someone just takes that pedic and Tanya says, that's my whole Aveda, is to call myself uh, worthless or that I'm, I'm, I'm obnoxious or this. There's a time for everything. Especially B'derech HaChsidis, we know, Chsidis, in contrast to Musr, is not about uh, Shiflis Odom. That doesn't mean we don't accept Shiflis Odom. Of course we do. It's part of Teda, is to know Shiflis Odom. But the emphasis is on Gadlus HaKel, Remus HaKel. Or going back to a person, you focus more on the greatness of your Neshama rather than the worthlessness of your, nefesh, of your, of your animal soul, your Nefesh Abamis. So Malchus essentially is, the, is infusing in us that sense of dignity, of Malchus Dikait. And that is what every person deserves and, and has. So when you use the, mid, the other Midas and a person, the Mavatla person, like the Rebbe would bring, uh, the Rebbe brings in many Sikhs, he brings the, the, the balance. He says even a 
Tamachachim, even a person who's completely bottled, needs Shminis Shabashminis. Because you're not a Shmat. There's no such thing as being worthless. Can be bottled, Nafshikar for Kaltiya, by all means. But even that, Nafshikar for Kaltiya, does not mean um, Shiflus. It means Anova. The difference between Anova and a Shuffle, Chassidus explains, is that a Shuffle doesn't think he has any qualities. He deludes himself. I, I'm, a, I'm nobody. I'm worthless. I don't deserve to be loved. I'm damaged goods, or whatever a person uses the words. Anov, he knows all his milas. Moshe, you Anov. Moshe knew his milas. Moshe was not in any way a pushover. But Anonov says, these qualities and milas that I have came from the Ebishter. I'm not self-made man. And if someone else had these milas, as the Alter explains, then that posuk, someone else has these milas, they would do better than I. So that's a whole different story. It means you don't say keichi ve'etzim yod, the Ebishter gave you these keiches. But it's not deluding yourself that you don't have the keiches. Because if you don't have them, you're not going to have the takif that you need. A person by yigba libe, you also need to have a certain takif. If a person was a complete bottle shmata, we wouldn't have the takif to go out and fight the battles that we need to fight in this world. I don't mean battles begashmis. I mean ruchnizdika battles. Whether it's in ashlichus or uh, the challenges that we all face. I mean, before we talked about midas hanetzach, that is also an outgrowth of that. So malchus is, on one hand, complete bittel, but on the other hand, it's complete takeif also. So how do you reconcile these two facts? Because if you're, if you're in a state of, you see people who are very intense and takeif, their bittel not, not always is, is as powerful. So that's why malchus has this paradox, which we're going to talk about more. I don't know if I'll cover it all today, but at least I'll begin. The paradox that we're all familiar with, and that is what the Zoya says. On one hand, Malchus is less law, megamoklum. Has nothing of its own. That's what less law, megarmo, has nothing of its own. Megarmo, of its own. But that doesn't mean it doesn't have anything. It just means it doesn't come from itself. It's coming from a higher place. So, of course, that's used as an ex- under Levona. Levona doesn't have any light of its own. If there was no sun, there'd be no, this, the moon would not have any light at all. So the Levona is macabre and reflects the light of the sun. On its own, but it's mamshich and reflects the light in the language of Chassidus. Malchus has no gilu of its own, but it receives the gilu from Zah, which is the comparison to Shemesh, to the, to the sun. So Malchus is like the Levona, and Mazah, which is the six higher midas, is like um, the Shemesh. So the Zah is a Mashpia, and Malchus is a Makabal. Again, this deserves more, and I'm going to talk about it some more, but just wanted to put it into this context. So just to sum up, so the midah of Malchus is the midah of Remumus, of a sense of that you are special, that you're unique. When healthy parents give birth to a new child, and they look at the child with love, and they nurture the child, and they cherish the child, even without words, they're conveying Malchus Dikait to the child, that you're special. And don't ever underestimate the power of that. Today's psychology even secular psychology is beginning to appreciate this fact, something we always stated, that it's always that the younger the child, the more impressionable, the more effect they ha- the child will be shaped by. I can show you books in psychology, Havel, secular psychology, just, uh, what's today, around 70 years ago, 60 years ago, where they write, a child is deaf, blind, and mute. Not physically. 
A child does not, not, doesn't experience anything. Its experiences only begin earlier and later in life. There are even books that talk about that a child is really like an untamed animal. And you have to train the animal. Today, obviously, all that has been rejected with the whole new studies and understanding of children, that a child is affected not only right upon birth, even in pregnancy. You have the Sikha of the Rebbe, the famous Sikha about Shiramailas, surrounding children with Shiramailas. And more than that, even during pregnancy, how a mother should be careful what she does, what she experiences, because it affects a child. And if you think about it, it's common sense. If you put a seed in the ground, if you do anything to that seed, even though it didn't even sprout yet, didn't even become a sapling, let alone a tree, you could think, what's the big thing? It's a seed. Make a little scratch of the seed, or do something to the seed. When the tree will grow, it'll have a big, a big scar. Another, or it won't even grow. We may even destroy it. Why? Because the smaller it is, the more concentrated it is. And therefore, every little impact it has is going to be magnified when it grows older. Now, again, this seems total common sense. It wasn't that understood that way by child psychologists years ago. Whatever reason. Because they didn't understand maybe the way it works. In Teda, it was always that way. That's why it's so, even that's why when a husband and wife come together, the Gedusha of Sivug, why is that so important? Now, the Alter Rebbe explains again in Pedic, uh, the end of Pedic Beis and Tanya. Why? Because everything matters. It doesn't, it's not like it begins, oh, you begin, an adult, that's when things start happening. Now, everything starts when you're the younger you are. The Rebbe has a muscle in one of his letters, I think. Yeah, a letter um, of like that uh, child is like a, a warm ball of wax. Wax. When it's soft, every impression you make in it, um, as the wax hardens into an adult, those impressions will never go away. So if they're positive impressions, they stay forever with us. And if they're negative ones, like a scar, they also stay with us. And it's very, very hard to take a hard ball of wax and melt it again and, re and, and fix it. They, it could be done. There's the concept of tshuva, the concept of aveda. But imagine how much easier it is when you're doing it in young. That's why teaching chinuch of a child, the youngest of age, is more impactful than anything else you'll ever do. Because you're shaping the future of this person. So going back to Malchus, going back to what I was discussing, so when parents treat their child with such love and such respect, and obviously the, the opposite of doing the opposite of invalidating or abusing or criticizing or judgmentalism, and I can talk to you from hard-earned experience, not that my parents did that. My parents, thank God, were relatively uh, functional. But, um, but I see it all the time. I see how many people today, even in the most frumach communities, don't have a sense of self-respect because they were disrespected. And as a child, you're defenseless, you're vulnerable. Like I said, warm wax. You have no way to protect yourself. So if you have parents that are very critical, very judgmental, even inside frumkite, this has tremendous effect on a child as the child grows older. This doesn't mean we can't work on it. But it, it makes it harder, that's for sure. Since you're all killing the light and just bringing children to the world, and I see the Mazel Tovs on the group, um, so you all are now in that stage where you're going to be shaping the lives. Take it seriously. I'm, I'm applying Malchus now to, to a personal life. Because you, you have in your hands control. Why the Ebeshti did it that way is another Shaila, but he gave us control over our children, um, at least in the younger years. 
at some point you'll realize that uh, you don't have much control. But, um, um, and what, what is the control over? To be a person who nurtures the malchus of your child. So we know about chesed, teaching a child chesed, and gvurit, teferes, netzachet, yisait. And I'm not minimizing the importance of those. But to give your child a sense of midas harememus, that moidani lefanecha, shachzata, moidani lefanecha, melachai v'kayim, shachzata bi nishmosi, nishmos shamashen asata bi teherihi. Things we say every morning with our children. What are you saying, essentially? You're saying that God gave you a nishama, and this nishama is teherihi. No matter what, it's teherihi. That means it comes from a very high level, and it's, you're, uh, you are malchuzdik. The Rebbe says, I think, in a sikha, when you say, melechai v'kayim, even though we're referring to the Ebishter, but we'll be mamshir malchus of the Ebishter into us, because the Ebishter gave us a neshama, and neshama is a chelik, chelikam, and mal mamish. What more special quality than that? And the goal here is not to teach children to be, God, God forbid, arrogant. On the contrary, it goes hand in hand with bitl. Like I said, this Malchus Dekai, this Remumus, comes hand in hand with Bittl. It's because we're bottled to the Ebishter, that's what makes us so special. So you're special, like I said before, about an honor with Moshe, not because you're special. Because the Ebishter gave you, gave, gave you life. The Alter Rebbe says in Tanya and Pedic Lamed Beis, the Rebbe is Medayik. So the, the, the word, the, what does he say by the Mishnah? What's Briyas? That even if you don't see any other mile in the person, which is not so possible, probably not possible even, but even if you don't, there's still Briyas of the Ebishter, still a Briyas, the Ebishter created. Like the, the Maimah Chazal, the Gemara, where, where he said, was, I forgot, he said, look how ugly you are. And he said, He reminded the Tana, or the Amera, he said to him, go to the Uman, the craftsman who created me. What do you mean, lay? He's, what do you mean I'm ugly? The Ebershtah created me. So even if a person doesn't have chitzenis qualities that we see, the fact that there's a briyavah at the Kodesh Baruch Hu, that alone deserves respect and dignity. When the Malachim were singing shira, when the, when, when, the, when the Mitzrayim were drowning, and they were drowning for good reason, they were pursuing the Jews, they were Nazis, they were Rishoyim, Mamish. And even when the Jews left Mitzrayim, they're still pursuing them. So you think they finally deserve what they, what they got. And the Malachim are singing shira, Ebushtah says, you're singing shira? Briyas, my seyyadi teivim biyam? My creatures, my handiwork is, is drowning in the sea, and you're singing shira? Even the Mitzrayim. So the lesson is that every human being, that's why the halacha is that even when they, Rahman al-Islam, hang a criminal who deserved capital punishment, you're supposed to take him down. You can't leave him overnight because it's at Salam al-Akim. Can you imagine? You're talking about someone you just hung. So, so he'll be uh, one, one night hanging. So it'll be a little humiliation. Is a hanging not uh, a, a punishment? And still, you always honor the Tzalem Alekim. So Malchus has many, many implications in that context. We'll talk about much more about it in the next year. I'm going to go into more into the details of Malchus. I'll stop here. And everyone have a good Malchus Dikadeh. And week as well.